Welcome back to Building Better Basketball Season 2, the Basketball Australia Coaches Podcast. I'm Neil Gray, the Community Coach Development Manager for Basketball Australia. Today I'm joined by one of the most qualified people in their field I think we've ever had on the podcast. Lisa Middleton is one of Australia's most experienced sports dietitians. She has over 20 years spent advising some of the nation's most elite athletes. Lisa's built expertise in reaching optimum levels of performance in sport with an unparalleled history of working with teams at the top of their game. In her role as a sports dietitian, Lisa's worked with Essendon, Hawthorne, Collingwood, Melbourne and St Kilda in the AFL, the Melbourne Vixens and Storm, Melbourne Victory Football Club and Melbourne United Basketball Club. Currently, Lisa's working with the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix Basketball Club, Basketball Victoria and a range of teams at Collingwood Magpies. Welcome to Building Better Basketball, Lisa, and thank you so much for giving up some of your time today to come on. Okay. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me on. Um, I would do have to just update you. My um, I was working at Collingwood last year. I'm working at Melbourne now, Melbourne Footy Club. So oh. a little change there with that, <laughs> but um, <laughs> does seem to change quite a bit. I've been pretty fortunate to have lots of different different roles with different sports teams. So, can you tell us a little bit about your role with the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix? And I guess I obviously ran through a, the the list of the who's who of sport in Melbourne really so can you tell us a bit just about how how you actually go like being involved with all these different teams and from your perspective how you go switching from sport to sport to um, club to club yeah sure so I think when I was younger I did a bit of sport myself I actually did netball um, which I haven't done as much work in netball but um uh, I always was interested in the link between um, nutrition and what what foods we eat and how that affects your performance on the field or court or, you know, stadium, wherever you are for athletes. So um, that's where my interest first started out. And when I was probably about oh, year 10, maybe I suppose at school, I, I decided I wanted to work in football and be a football dietitian, which I, that's a sport that I've probably done the most work in, to be honest, um, and did a lot of work over a number of years um, in various football teams. And then it's probably about, Oh, it must be nearly 10 years ago now where I got involved in basketball. So I've, I'd um, had a bit of a break from football and um, I started doing some work at Melbourne United um, in the NBL. So I um, started off just doing a little bit of work here and there, seeing players individually who wanted some help with their nutrition and then um, built up uh, my role there within uh, Melbourne United over about, I was there for five seasons all up. Um, and then... Um, after that, um, I uh, was doing, yeah, just a lot of private sort of work. And then um, once the new team, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, had started up, they'd been sort of going for a little while and I started doing a little bit of consulting with them and then um, built up the role there where I sort of go into training maybe once a week or so and try to go to as many home games as I can as well and, and help the athletes and the team with their nutrition. Have you seen, obviously, that's the that's over two decades spent working in sport. Have you seen the level of knowledge of the athletes that you work with has grown incrementally over that period? Or are you still having the same discussions with players that you were having with their counterparts 20 years ago? Yeah, definitely some of the same discussions and same areas that that athletes want to improve on. So in terms of their energy levels and recovery and improving their performance for basketball on court um so generally the a lot of the same concepts but certainly there's the change in interest has been quite um 
quite large. So I do have to say probably in football and working in football clubs that the nutrition has been around for a longer, a longer time than in basketball. And there's been more focus on it through, um, AFL anyway, um, whereas basketball are a little bit new to the nutrition side of things. And it's still, I think, you know, there's plenty of room for growth and development um, in the nutrition space within basketball. So um, that's exciting too in itself. But um, certainly even over the last probably 10 years where I've been, you know, fortunate to work in elite basketball, definitely have seen sort of more interest in the area and and a better understanding. I guess that's one of the, the big things is creating that you know, um, that culture or environment where the athletes get the opportunity to try different things with their nutrition. And once they see the benefits, then obviously people want to learn more about it and how it works. And, and then that, that trickles down to the juniors. And I guess that's where my involvement with um, Basketball Victoria is really in that um, high performance pathway in the state development programs um, and helping to educate some of the younger athletes coming through um, how they can improve their game through their nutrition and hydration. So your area of expertise is obviously one of those things that the average community basketball coach isn't going to incorporate into their training or or working with their teams, mostly through a, an ignorance on their part and, and lack of knowledge rather than a, a dislike of the whole concept of nutrition and belief that McDonald's is the best uh, food to eat pre and post um, games. What do you think um, one of the biggest misconceptions in community sport doesn't have to be basketball it could be could be footy as well that there is about nutrition and and health and young athletes yeah I think it's just having that understanding that nutrition can play a big part in performance so I think we we often spend especially in basketball actually we spend a lot of time you know the athletes the young athletes spend a lot of time training and practicing their skills um there's a lot of hours of training involved so it's it's remembering that things like nutrition help to support the athletes to train better and then play better um, it's all part of that preparation to perform so it's just another aspect of your training week really is looking at the nutrition and 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 I think looking at it in a positive way too I think sometimes when the word diet comes up it's like people automatically think negatively that it's like oh I've got to cut this out or cut that out or but it's trying to look at the way that nutrition can have a positive impact and you can eat foods that taste good and are enjoyable as well but it's also then understanding how to prepare those things and and um, we do a little bit of work with the parents in the um, through basketball victoria with the state development programs to um, provide some education and ideas around that because yeah um, some of those young basketballers they're very busy there's a lot of training a lot of traveling going on so it's it's trying to find ways to get nutrition in there in an in an easy and effective way what are uh, some of the things um, that a community coach could integrate into their programs or, I guess, encourage their athletes to educate themselves on to, to lift the standards even just a little bit at a community level? Yeah, sure. So I think, and again, with your previous question around um, the nutrition for performance, but for the younger athletes, especially it's for um, their health and growth as well. So we need to be thinking about all those aspects for a young athlete. It's not just about fueling their training and recovery and concentration and judgment for performance, but it's around their, their health and growth as well. So I think coaches, community coaches and junior coaches have a really important role to play in just getting some of those simple messages um, through to the athletes. So, you know, a big one I think that probably is pretty commonplace now is that the coaches will remind the athletes is make sure you bring your bottle to training. So, you know, it'll be a reminder about what you have to bring in your bag. And I think it's it's pretty much across the board now that kids will take their bottles to with them, you know, have a, a bottle filled up um, for their hydration. But sometimes we're not thinking about the nutrition stuff as much and what they're having 
before they get to training. So it's not just games too. I think sometimes we focus a bit on games and think about, okay, well, we'll eat well before a game and hydrate before a game, but then we forget about that for our training during the week and training is pretty important for getting those results in the games as well. So um, I know a lot of um, with the junior basketball, especially in, in Victoria, there's a lot of Friday night basketball. So it's almost trying to talk to the kids about what they're having during the day at school is very important for how they're going to perform that night. So it's not just what they eat an hour or two hours before they play. It's what they're doing in preparation during the day and eating well and fueling their bodies and hydrating their bodies ready to play that night. So even just some simple messages around that, you know, at the end of the training session, the training before a game, just about remembering, you know, fueling up and being prepared when you arrive at you know, the game ready to go. How much? How much water is enough water, Lisa? Yeah, well, that's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's always that two-liter, you know, magic yeah, I, number that gets thrown around. <laughs> I have my humongous bottle that I'm showing on camera that I oh, carry yeah. around with me, and <laughs> I try and drink that every day, um, just for, I suppose, good good health as well. But um, I know I send my six-year-old son off with a bo bottle much smaller than that, and some days it comes home absolutely empty and some days it comes home and he hasn't taken a drink out of it at all because he's been distracted and playing yep. with his friends kind of thing and I guess that can happen with with um, basketball players as well where they kind of just want to get straight on the court and, and shoot and um, play around and, and forget about um, drinking so yeah I think that's just the um, the simple act of reinforcing and mentioning the water bottle to encourage them to to consume some more would, would be great. Um, with the um, with the uh, Phoenix, can you tell us a little bit about how your role works with the other coaches in the Phoenix setup and also about how you coach the players, I suppose, because for many at that level, they'll be so focused on performing on the court and getting minutes on the court that the off-court work will be either brand new to them, not priority to them. Um, in some of the veterans' case, maybe things they've all heard before. So obviously you're in a very unique position compared to the other coaches as well. Yeah, and I think when now at that elite level, and I guess an example is at um, Melbourne Footy Club and at South East Melbourne Phoenix, we have a high-performance department or group so we work really closely together um, so that will involve you know we'll have the medical side so we'll have the physios um, doctor we'll have um, someone in sports science usually a strength and conditioning high performance manager and we all work together I think that's a really important part is that group working um, closely together to understand the needs of each individual athlete and then working out the best strategies for them. So communication is really important. And then it's the communication from that group with the coaches around, well, this is where the athletes at. These are their needs. These are the areas that we're focusing on to help them to be at their best so they can perform on the day. So you've got that side of it, the sort of the physical and mental health, I guess, um, and fitness and well-being, and how that ties in then with the coaching strategies. And I guess it's having the athletes in as best shape ready to go um, physically and mentally to be able to put into practice what the the coaches are wanting them to do. <laughs> so well, I think if they can, you know, sometimes if the, if the performance department are, are, you know, doing a good job getting the players ready, then that's, um, that's a really key element to um, uh, the coaches being, uh, what's the word, um, acknowledging the role of some of these other 
aspects and the importance that they play for performance too. And with the with the players, do you find that um, the younger players are are more susceptible to it coming in because they've been exposed to it more in the pathways, whereas older players probably need a bit more kind of they're a bit more set in their ways, perhaps. Yep, I'll definitely say that these days some of the younger ones coming through um, have got a greater awareness of nutrition I think too because there's probably more awareness through schools and and through some of the pathways and so often they're very open and, and wanting to learn more and, and keen to learn more sometimes some of the older athletes it may not be that they don't want to look to no, they don't care about nutrition. It's just that they perhaps have worked out what works for them over time as well. And and then, you know, you always get some that just they do their own thing and that's them and that's <laughs> that's fine. Um, but I guess then the question is how much better could they be doing if they were putting into practice some nutrition strategies? And especially as athletes get older, it does, sometimes nutrition becomes even more important because they're trying to, you know, recovery sometimes is a little bit harder and takes a little bit longer. They get a bit more soreness. Um, they can get more fatigue, that sort of thing. So it's trying to almost prolong their careers, um, looking at their nutrition and how that can can help them to, um, you know, reduce their risk of injury and help recover from injuries more quickly and all that sort of stuff. So that's a big element of the nutrition um, aspect too. So that's a, that's a really good um, point. We talked you talked a bit about Friday night basketball in Victoria at least you can take this to um, whatever equivalent in whatever state you're listening to us in. Very hard for a player to um, not be prepared um, to go if they're not prepared to perform on a Friday afternoon eating correctly. But then a Friday night when they finish it could be, nine o'clock at night, maybe they've got a, an hour drive to, to get home. Perhaps the only place that's open is maybe a, a drive through McDonald's or something like that, unless they've prepared something to eat afterwards. So if there was one thing that you could encourage a, a player to have available to them, apart from rehydrating, what would that kind of thing to stick in their bag after a, a game be, Lisa? Yeah, so something, making sure you're eating well for recovery is really important and it is hard on those late nights sometimes, but often the kids will be playing the next day as well or training. So it's, it's they're starting to prepare for that as well. So always keeping some snacks on hand. So just in their backpack, just some little snacks you can take um, can be a good idea. So even things for recovery, it can be like fruit is good post um sometimes um some little packets of nuts and things like that are good for a little bit of protein or really having like a cold pack where you can take things like some yogurts or some chicken wraps or you know if if families are really organized then they can look at things like um you know and i know people do this um cook pasta or things like that and have that in a thermos or things like that then the the, the athletes can have straight away after so there's lots of different options that you can look at, but certainly making sure that recovery meal has got some good quality protein for muscle recovery, um, a little bit of carbohydrate to help refuel. And if they're training or playing the next day and also trying to get some of those um, vitamins, minerals in from your fruits and veggies. And like I said before, nuts and seeds and things like that. But I do understand it's not always easy on those um, Friday nights and McDonald's and things do creep in, but looking at some of the other takeaways too, depending how late the game is, um, you know, you can get things, you know, there's different, um, different types of um, takeaways and things you can get to that are, um, you know, you can get more veggies and stuff in and, and looking at your choices there. So um, a lot of it's about being organized, really the key thing. 
our mutual friend Helen, who did a very similar role at cricket when I was involved there. She, she was a she was always engaged in endless debates with our players around the uh, flavor of Ch Chobani yogurts that oh, yeah. she was uh, <laughs> able to offer. Do you have a preferred flavor of Chobani yogurt, Lisa? Uh, I like the berry ones myself, but um, yeah. <laughs> I think that was... And berries are actually good, very, very good for recovery, really good for antioxidants and things. Yeah, as well. I think there was a yeah. there was a large push for more banana Chobani. I remember walking That's... into a large debate in a. Uh, in a changing room once when someone had taken the last banana chobani. It's so funny. A lot of the young athletes, you're right, they love banana yogurt. It's like yeah. I wouldn't think any of them would sort of be that it'd be that popular, but yeah, it seems to be a big one for the younger athletes. <laughs> um Lisa, along with all this stuff that we've talked about, you also managed to find the time to write books and your most recent one was um Superfood for Performance and Work, Sport and Life. And um this is one that I've got my pencil out for. We've talked a lot about players and things like that, but as a coach, what should a coach be doing with their own nutrition to, to look after themselves as well? Yeah, and that's a really good question. We actually did, it was a couple of years ago now, we did a... Um, we do some education with the through Basque Victoria Pathways. We do some education with the young elite players and with the parents and families. But we also did some education with the coaches around their nutrition and and how they can prepare themselves for game days as well. Um, certainly, hydration is a big one. And even this weekend, last weekend in Melbourne, stadiums were really really hot. So keeping yourself hydrated is, you know, we talked to the kids about having been drinking or the players about drink, bringing their drink bottles, but trying to make sure that the coaches take a bottle with them as well. And also um, it can be quite stressful too at times for coaches. Um, and so looking at ways that you can, there's a lot of research now on uh, food and nutrition and different foods that can help with brain function and um concentration as well and also that the mental health side of things so um, all of those aspects are really important I think for coaches too so looking at ways that foods that can help um, with mood and 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 how you're feeling because um, yeah trying to stay positive sometimes in <laughs> games where there's a lot of frustration happening is sometimes a challenge so yeah there's definitely lots of things you can do to, to look at that side of it so hydration definitely and foods that can help with brain function and obviously too for coaching just decision making you're making decisions in different situations especially when you get to that elite level um so if you're if your um concentration your brain's working as well as it can then that's going to help with those decisions and choices as well um you've had examples where you've worked in both a male and a female program lisa is there yeah. any difference between um I guess, messaging that you do, um, there's obviously a lot of things that you see in the media that, um, especially in female sport, there's, at least in the media, there's a lot more reported issues with uh, young athletes having uh, problems with body image and um, uh, how they uh, believe eating can affect performance and, and things like that. So in your role, which is very much specifically focused in that area, do you deliver messages slightly differently to the guys versus the girls? Yeah, often quite differently. And it depends on how much time you have with the group of athletes or a team. Uh, but certainly some concepts are the same. So around we're talking about energy levels and recovery and things like that and the, the on-court performance. But it's probably more of the off-court stuff with the girls as well that, or with females. There's some other considerations in terms of um, – 
bone health and iron levels and things like that. Um, and certainly you mentioned the um, body image side of things and, um, and you know, it's something that has increased in the last few years, especially through COVID as well, is the um, number of young people experiencing disordered eating. So, and that's across, you know, sometimes that's thought of as being more a female thing, but it certainly goes across in all different sports, goes across males and females. Sometimes it's not as openly discussed in males as females so it, but it's definitely something to be aware of and it's something for coaches to be aware of as well in terms of the athletes that they're working with and and just being aware of um you know some I won't go through all the different sort of things to look for but um certainly if there's some different sort of or unusual eating patterns or food aversions and things like that that's something that um yeah that we need to be aware of as coaches and parents I think um, Lisa, our last question that we ask everyone. So, if if you could, uh, if you you've obviously been had the luxury of working with some incredible coaches, but if you could ask a, a coach a question, who would the coach be, and what would the question be? Yeah, so I did have a think about this, and there wasn't a, a particular coach. I think the uh, you know working in nutrition again across a lot of different sports and with different coaches, I always like to ask the coach about what their um, thoughts are or philosophies are around nutrition and to get a feel for what you know what their um, understanding and beliefs are around it so that we can it really helps me then to be able to work with them and work with the athletes to try to integrate some nutrition so you know some of the coaches are really um, really pro nutrition and and almost kind of give me guidance as to you know I want to do this and this and we need to look, cover this and um, and they're really interested in it others have minimal interest so it's trying to work out how to um work into that environment and how to the best way to integrate some nutrition in there without kind of overwhelming people or, or you know meeting the requirements and the expectations of the coaches and other staff in the group as well so um yeah that's usually what i like to talk to the coaches about just to get an idea of where they're at and how important i guess they they see nutrition as being and then if it's a bit on this lower on their priority list then I guess it's partly my role to help them to to push it up a little bit higher I think that's uh that's a really good point to finish on Lisa and hopefully everyone that's listened to this that maybe has listened to all our other podcasts for ideas about drills and pathways for basketball now they can ask themselves that question where where do I put nutrition in my coaching philosophy and and how often do I mention it to my players and most importantly everyone how often do you look after your own nutrition and hydration and and everything like that Lisa thank you so much for your time today um if anyone does want to reach out to Lisa she's got a fantastic website which is www.lisamiddleton.com.au and you can get in touch with Lisa there but Thank you so much, Lisa. Good luck for the rest of the NBL with the Phoenix and for the upcoming uh, footy season with Melbourne. Thanks so much, Neil. Thanks for having me on.